debt is money, just in a different form. And chances are, if you have a bad relationship with money, then you also have a bad relationship with debt. Welcome back to Becoming Her. I am so excited to share this episode with you because it's been almost two years in the making. I spent an entire year working with debt, researching it, understanding what it is, and the role that it plays in my life. And I really believe that when you start to have a better relationship with debt, that releases all the fears. And then in turn, you can have a great relationship with money. So first, I want to share that when I first lost everything, I felt very confused and I didn't know where to start. And it was actually maddening for me because Everywhere I looked, I had no options. My credit was completely tanked. Um, The accounts on my credit report were all bad. And that meant that I couldn't leverage my credit to do anything. I couldn't even rent an apartment, uh, which made me feel like I had nowhere to turn to. Um, And then I obviously couldn't rent cars, take out loans. I just couldn't do anything for a long time there. And I didn't know what to do. And I didn't feel like I had anyone to turn to. So I would just completely shut down and go in these cycles of what do I do? I don't know what to do. I have this debt. I have no options. And it would repeat on autopilot over and over again until the thought came to me, well, why don't I understand what credit is, what what a credit report is, why don't I understand what debt actually is? And that's where I started. I started learning about debt um, and how I created it, the purpose that it serves, and how I can really take control of my financial future. And I think one of the things that makes it really tough being a millennial in society nowadays is that we are passed down these beliefs about what debt is and how we should go into debt to finance our dreams. And to a degree, I, I agree with that, but there's a way and a time for everything. And I don't believe that we're taught, I know we're not taught the um, truth about finance, the truth about debt. And when you have belief systems that are passed down, it's like you're indoctrinated into a prison cell. And it when I started to unravel everything that I had been taught and I learned the truth, it was frustrating, triggering. I was very angry because had I understood what it really was and, and the role that it actually played, I would have never made the choices that I made. Or if I did make those choices, I would have done them in such a way that didn't Um, made me feel like I had no choices when those loans defaulted or when I couldn't pay credit cards. I Had I known, I I would have done things a lot differently. And I know that everything happens for a reason. Um, I'm able to share that with you all now. But I believe that when millennials specifically, because we were all taught the American dream story of, you know, you you go to school and you get a good job and then you buy a car and you buy a house and all of those things sound good, but that's not how the rich and, and the wealthy live. That's not what they do. They actually consider those to be liabilities. But because the banks wanted us to take out money, you know, they needed a reason for 
them to be able to loan us money. So what was the reason to go and get a house, to go and get a car, to go and get an education? And none of that made any sense. Why is it that at 18 years old, I'm allowed to take out upwards of $100,000 in debt? And then I you know, go that four years and the debt is pushed off. And then I get out of school and they give me six months you know, on average to find a job in my field. But by that time, there were no jobs, you know, and it it's this cycle that continues. And then you have kids that go back home and, and struggle. And I was one of those kids, I didn't necessarily go back home, but I struggled because I didn't understand what it is that had happened. And now on the other side, I realized that the indoctrination is part of the problem. And if you haven't listened to my last episode, I invite you to go and listen to it because I I go over cognitive dissonance and how the confusion and the passed down um, chaos of finances makes it very difficult for you to be able to navigate um, reality. This is such a pivotal part of our lives and yet we're not taught anything about it. That doesn't seem right. Why aren't we taught about it in schools or why didn't our parents know? Why were they taught to teach us you know, the the American dream version of what is going on when that's not the truth. When you start to actually look at the laws and you look at the history, that's not the reason that uh, debt was created for us. That's not the reason that they allow us to take out loans. That's, it's not a benefit to us unless we know what we're doing. And I think that The more that you listen to what you were told and you don't ask questions, the more that you're going to continuously find yourself in situations where you are in debt and nobody can help you. Or you're going to, you know, people who are saying, hey, you know, make up a plan to pay off your debt. And I'd argue why, because according to what I'm reading, it's already paid off in full at the time that I signed my name. And no one, I mean, I, I, come across people, but the masses are not talking about this and how it's a bait and switch when you sign loans or when you apply for a credit card, they're baiting you into this transaction that you know nothing about. And um, it's because your relationship with money is not your own. It's passed down from generation to generation. So I invite you to do as I did and really learn about what debt is and the role that it actually plays in your life. And where I started was I went and I looked at FDCPA and that's under 15 USC 1692. And the reason that I started there is because I was already in the negative. So if you look at positives and negatives as it pertains to energy and you think of debt as a negative and credit as a positive, I was already in the negative a whole bunch and I needed to figure out how I got there in the first place, but then also how to get out of it. And so I looked at my credit report and I saw that there were collections on my credit report and I'm like, okay, well, I know that I got into a transaction with XYZ company, um, but I've never done business with ABC company. So how is it that they're allowed to report on my consumer report. And through studying the laws, I learned that they're able to do that because they bought the debt and now they're reporting it on my consumer report, but I have protections against that. 
I took um, about a year really breaking down what those laws meant to me. And I researched court cases and I studied case law and I listened to YouTube videos and I read those laws over and over again until it clicked in my mind that I don't owe them, they owe me for violating my rights. And that's one of the ways in which I took my power back. But had I not decided that I had created the debt in the first place, I would have never came across this concept of me taking my power back and saying, you know what, I created it. And if I created it, that means that I can get rid of it as well. And that's exactly what I did. I wrote letters. And when that didn't work, um, I made phone calls, I reported them. And eventually it got deleted from my consumer report, but I decided, you know what, that's not enough. I deserve to be compensated for all of this because my credit tanked and they didn't have a right to do this. So I filed my first lawsuit um, for $7,000 and I won that one. And I filed maybe like two or three more and I won all of those. And that's really what got me started in... um, refusing to allow debt to have a hold over me it didn't make any sense and especially when i learned that i could make money from it i took that and ran with it and i haven't looked back and i've taught other people how to do it or i've done it for them and they've also won and i believe that it's time for women um, to take back our power and realize that we are not at the whims of a company They all exist because we do, not the other way around. And especially because women have never been um, in this position before where we have a say-so. We are able to be in control of our finances. We're able to decide where our life goes. And finance is no different. You know, um, had I never sat down and really said, okay, what is debt? And how did I get here and and look at all of it? I wouldn't feel as empowered as I do now. And I would even say that this journey of me learning how to take my power back through the courts has also just translated into many areas of my life where I refuse to take the bare minimum or I refuse to accept things that I'm just not interested in accepting just because, you know, Tom, Dick and Harry say that that's what life is or that's how things go. That doesn't mean that I have to accept that. And if someone is saying so, then I either need them to give me validated proof of that or I'm going to get what I came for. And I've done that with every single law case that I've filed so far, and I'm going to continue to do that. And I am urging all of you that are listening, women specifically, um, but everyone to do the same because we're here for a good time, not a long time. And why would I sit here and allow pieces of paper, when you really think about it, you're allowing pieces of paper to hold you hostage, to hold you apart from feeling at peace. You know, there was a time where I didn't answer the phone. I didn't look at emails. I didn't open up bills because it was like, for what? I already know it's in there. It's something that's going to just show me evidence that I don't have the money to pay it. And I don't need more evidence that I don't have the money to pay something. That's useless to me. I need to figure out how I can make more money or create more money. And funny enough, I created money through debt. Um, So 
I hope this episode helped you. Um, I would love to connect with you. If you're having challenges, you can click the link in my Instagram bio or my TikTok bio and you can sign up for a consult um, as an alternative. I also have a debt collection class where I go through all of the laws in detail Um, And I also share all of the resources that you need to not only report them, but also if you're feeling like you want to take them to court and win some money, that is also available to you. And lastly, if you're feeling like you would like one-on-one, a little bit more hands-on experience with me, you can click the link in my Instagram or TikTok bio and apply to work with me. It's um, If you scroll to the bottom of the page, it's there. You just have to answer some questions. Um, and if it's good fit, then I'll get back with you and, and we'll have a consult. I, again, um, I'm really excited to guide women into this new level of wealth in a way that I've never seen in my lifetime. I've never seen anyone talking about the things that I have been listening to or the things that I've been studying. And it's honestly so exciting. It is exciting to open up the mail and get a settlement check. It's exciting to get documents back from the court that say, you know, your motions have been approved. And mind you, I've never gone to law school. I've studied enough to know how to be my own attorney. And I couldn't be more pleased with myself, you know? Um, There was a period in my life where I wanted to be an attorney. So I'm living out, you know, young Brooke's dreams. And I really would love to help other women do that, Um, not just from a law standpoint, but to also free you from your financial trauma. So I hope to hear from you. And until next time.